hello. Uh, I just recorded this and then I re-recorded it because someone was mowing their lawn very rudely. Uh, and I know they didn't know I was trying to record something, but it was still rude of them. So welcome back to everything you need to know and everything you don't. I'm glad you're here. I'm very excited to talk about something that's just as random as it is interesting. Um, I hope you had an absolutely wonderful day today. And if you didn't, I'm glad you took time out of your day to listen to this. Um, I'm actually having a pretty good day today, so I guess I'll just, you know, spread my positive vibes towards you. Um, I did a science-based episode on music, and I did a kind of history-ish episode and kind of science-y episode on, um, on, ooh, personality tests. So I decided to do something different. Uh, it's a little bit history-related, but it's definitely not science-related. Uh, and so we're gonna spice things up, and today we're talking all about the Mothman, aka one of the coolest urban legends ever. I had a book when I was younger that had like the chupacabra and, and Bigfoot and all those wonderfully scary uh, an animals in there. Um, I'm trying to remember what they were. Jeez. Uh, there was like a, we had Severus. It really encompassed all of the uh, scary animals ever. Uh, and it was super cool. We had like goblins. We had, I think it was like a werebear, Loch Ness Monster, all that fun stuff. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a person of knowledge. I'm a cultured, I'm a cultured urban legends person, um, but not cultured enough that I know all of them. Um, but uh, just to give you a mental picture of what we're talking about, if you're obviously not as cool as I am and caring about the Mothman, um, uh, the Mothman is neither man nor moth. Uh, he is, in essence, a man and a moth. Reports say that he's sort of looming, standing on two legs, just slightly taller than your average male. Um, two dark, long wings and glowing red eyes. What urban legend would be complete without its uh, trademark glowing red eyes? Um, uh, I think like um, Star-Lord, if he was somehow made taller and scarier and given wings, of course. <laughs> um, so we're gonna travel back all the way to 1966 when two couples traveling near Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, Roger and Lin Linda Scarberry, as well as Steve and Mary Millette, uh, they told police they saw a large gray creature whose eyes, quote, glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a, quote, large flying man with 10-foot wings following their car, which is slightly terrifying. Additionally, they were driving past an old World War II munitions factory, which probably made the whole thing just a little bit creepier. I mean, I guess the glowing red eyes, the wings, and the, uh, the nighttime thing is slightly terrifying, but Abandoned factories just raise the creepiness level. Um, so they make that report, it goes in the newspaper, and of course, people jump on the story, and soon many people were also claiming to have seen the Mothman. Um, although the sheriff, George Johnson, which I feel like is a very sheriffy name, said it was probably just a really, really big bird. 
Sure, George. Uh, he said it was a heron. Um, and still reports came in to volunteer firefighters who I feel like would be less likely to mistake a bird for a monster for some reason. Uh, volunteer firefighters give me a different sort of vibe where they would probably assume it was like a uh, weirdly large bird in need of their help rather than something trying to kill them. Um, they claim they saw a bird with red eyes. So um, then we have contractor Newell Partridge, who told our friend the sheriff, George Johnson, that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed, quote, like bicycle reflectors. Quick sidebar, my relative created those, so I guess I'm really cool. Um, and he blamed buzzing noises from his TV set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. I mean, I feel bad for Newell Partridge because his dog is missing, but I feel like maybe, maybe the shock of losing his dog made him think that there was a creature. I mean, I feel like a lot of creatures' eyes glow like bicycle reflectors when you aim a flashlight at it. My cats do, but maybe she's also satanic. Um, wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the sandhill crane, which is a large American crane that's almost as tall as a man and has a seven-wood wingspan, which is absolutely terrifying, and it has circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. Uh, he said the bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it's not native to, uh, to the region. Uh, I'm actually not sure if a mothman or like a seven foot crane is scarier. Something about this crane, now that I'm looking at a picture, kind of seems sim sinister. And although as I stare at this image, it's starting to look nothing like a human being. Uh, and I feel like it's very uh, stereotypically bird-like silhouette would definitely give away its like true origin. If you want to look up the sandhill crane, I'm sure you'll see something similar about the fact that it looks like a regular bird. Uh, oh, it also lives in Siberia. That's cool. Um... Basically, it just looks like a casual bird, uh, not like Star-Lord, uh, so I'm sure if Robert L. Smith really knew what he was talking about, he would have figured out, um... Just kidding. We respect scientists on this podcast. Love you, Robert. Uh, so, now we have the Mothman. He's- he's- He's here. He's in Point Pleasant, apparently. The name of the Mothman is actually thought to come from Batman. His TV series was incredibly popular at the time of the sightings, you know, mid-1960s, uh, and the moth, uh, the killer moth was a villain from the comics, um, and he's thought to be the inspiration from the term Mothman. Now, of course, I had to, you know, find this killer moth. Uh, he looks nothing like a bird, a crane, or a Mothman. So obviously there are a lot of lies going around, a lot of things that don't look the way people are telling me they're supposed to look. They call him the killer moth, but he kind of looks like an alien. Kind of like a green goblins meets a scroll for any of my Marvel fans. Um, yeah. 
So now we have the December 15th, 1967 Silver Bridge Collapse. If you had the same book of urban legends that I did when I was younger, you've probably seen a picture of this. Um, the Silver Bridge collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic, resulting in the deaths of 46 people, two of which were never found. Uh, the authorities investigated uh, the wreckage and decided that uh, it pointed to the cause of the collapse being the failure of a suspension chain. Um, the bridge was carrying too much weight and it had been poorly maintained, so the bridge collapsed. However, many witnesses to the bridge's collapse claimed that they saw the Mothman swooping overhead and blamed him for the bridge's collapse. So this is where we really have the Mothman's origin story. <laughs> um, if you've seen any illustrations of the Mothman, maybe you've seen him near a bridge. This is the bridge we're talking about. Um, Joe Nickel, who's an investigator of the paranormal, which sounds like a really cool job, says that a number of hoaxes followed the publicity generated by the original report, such as a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons, and Benjamin Radford, who's a paranormal skeptic, uh, points out that the only report of, quote, glowing red eyes was secondhand, that of Shirley Hensley, quoting her father. So we have some we have some skeptics of our friend the Mothman, um, but some believers claim that Mothman was an alien. Uh, he was a supernatural manifestation or a previously unknown species of animal. Uh, in his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, which I now have to read, author Joe Keel, uh, John Keel, I apologize, claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experienced precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge uh, and unidentified flying object sightings, visits from inhuman or threatening men in black, and other phenomena. I actually watched a very interesting documentary about premonitions today and about whether or not we can actually tell the future as human beings or if it's people just guessing and getting things right. It was incredibly interesting. Um, let's see, it talked about the Oracle of Delphi in, um, in ancient Greece, which is really cool, and I'm probably going to talk about that in a future episode. Um, it talked about the people who... Um, they they said that in the future, the Titanic was going to sink. Um, we had an author, a relatively unknown author, who wrote a book um, that I would believe was called The Wreckage of the, uh, the Wreck of the Titan. Um, so he had this boat, The Titan, might sound slightly familiar, that was supposed to be unsinkable. Um, and it sunk. <laughs> and a lot of people died, and his number was actually scarily close to the uh, actual number dead on the Titanic. But he wrote it in, I believe it was 1893, and the Titanic didn't sink until uh, April 1912. So there's a bit of time between the two. Um, and then we also have a palm reader, I believe his name was Cairo, um, and he kind of made his way into the wealthier classes, uh, the upper class, and he was telling, telling, he was doing some palm readings, and he told a man, hey, I really don't think you should get on the Titanic because it's gonna sink. 
the guy didn't listen, he got on the Titanic and ended up dying in the wreck. But uh, there are some who are like, ah, you know, I'm not really, I'm not really sure about the validity of these people being able to tell the future. Maybe they just made a lucky guess, but what's, what's too much to be a lucky guess? That's the, that's the big question. Uh, at what point does it uh, go past the margin of error and when does it become fact? That's something to muse on. Back to the Mothman. Uh, now Point Pleasant has a Mothman festival. Uh, and this Mothman festival has an attendance of roughly 10 to 12,000 people every year. Yes, that's right. 10 to 12,000 people are coming to a Mothman festival in West Virginia. <laughs> there was also a movie about the Mothman that came out in 2002. And in 2003, a statue of the Mothman was unveiled in Point Pleasant, which I've seen pictures of. People like to leave it beans, which I think is kind of strange. Uh, but yeah. I guess leave beans at the Mothman statue if you have nothing else to do. Um, and uh, the Mothman Museum and Research Center opened in 2005, which boasts on its website that you can, quote, see the largest collection of props and memorabilia from the movie The Mothman Prophecies, which is based on the book that I mentioned earlier, uh, in the town where the Mothman sightings and encounters actually occurred. Read rare historical documents from the Mothman eyewitnesses themselves, documenting what they experienced on that fateful night on November 15th. 1966, end quote. So, the Mothman is obviously really, really cool. Uh, myth or real? Some might argue that because we haven't definitively proven that there is no Mothman, he could still be out there. And although that argument is a logical fallacy, we may never know for sure if there isn't a Star-Lord Birdman somewhere terrorizing the citizens of Point Pleasant. And who knows, maybe this Mothman has found a Moth Lady and now has Moth Babies who will soon be arriving to terrorize a city near you. Um, do I think there is a Mothman? Well, I guess I'd have to see it to believe it. Uh, maybe I'll pay a visit to the Mothman Museum and see if I can find uh, our friend the Birdman himself. Do you want to hear about some cool sources? Me too. Wonderful. Let's see, let's start with a wonderful video on history.com. We love history.com. Uh, it's about the Mothman. It's very short, only a minute and a half, and you know maybe you'll learn something. So. It's not really a waste of a minute and a half if you learn something, and I don't really think you can waste a minute and a half. So, uh, then we have the article, The Man, the Moth, the Legend, on uh, Western Washington University. That's where it's come from. I don't know why they're writing about the Mothman if they're not from West Virginia, but uh, I guess they can do whatever they want. And then we also have um, an article on Nerdist, which is called, What is the Mothman and Why Are We So Obsessed? by Lindsay Romaine. And if you want to find uh, my Mythical Monsters book that I have somewhere in this house uh, by Chris McNabb, uh, you know, if you have any children in your life or adults who you think might be interested in learning about some scary creatures, um, then get, the, get them that book. <laughs> um, as always, thank you for listening to everything you need to know and everything you don't. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me at everythingyouneedpodcast at gmail.com. Wherever you are, have an incredible afternoon, evening, morning, or any other indeterminate time of day. And as always, stay curious.